This podcast contains frank discussions about sex, kink, and BDSM. If you're a consenting adult who wants to learn more about these topics, then stay tuned. On this episode, we're going to be answering a reader's question about DDLG. What is it? How do we practice it in our relationship? And how might you go about introducing it into your relationship? We're going to be covering loads of different aspects of it, everything from the psychology of it, why it turns us on, how to discuss it with your partner, and we're going to get into some quite heavy topics as well. On that note, please proceed with caution. This conversation will discuss CNC fantasy explicitly, and, and I mean the R word. And we're also going to, going to discuss some childhood trauma in a general term, and we're going to discuss daddy issues and parental wounds. And all of these things can be very sensitive as a subject but with that we do hope that you enjoy this episode and i think that it covers some really good points so please take care of yourself and send me lots of love you're listening to chief from kinkyevents.co.uk helping you create the dom sub dynamic you've always fantasized about Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Dom with me, Chief, and, and me, Moano. Moano from kinkyevents.co.uk, helping you create an amazing Dom site dynamic, but in an authentic way, not in a cheesy or overly cringy way. Like we're just a normal people doing... We're normal. We're Yay. normal, <laughs> but we like kink and DS. Not to say that you can be like you can be alternative and be into yeah, this as well. You can it's be just really weird and our into thing. it. Or not normal and be into it. That's fine with us. That's so <laughs> mean. We're actually we're not that normal. We're not that normal. Well, we're not abnormal. I, if I you think... saw us in the street, you wouldn't think they're definitely kinky. Yeah, I look we don't I look dress. very normal. You look very normal. I don't dress. I dress like a normal person. What is normal? When I am dressed. This is so offensive. It, it's very offensive to normal people. Because <laughs> we're not normal. Right, what are we talking about today? We are talking about... DDLG. DDLG. Kind of. Because, and we're going to talk about what DDLG is, for those who don't know. But we got a question from a member of our of our community. So if you haven't joined the community, go to kinkyvents.co.uk forward slash community, I think it is. If it's not, then go and find it in the navigation menu. But anyway, we have this question. Moano, what is it? Yeah, the question is... Would you and Chief ever be able to speak to DDLG dynamic and or what that looks like for you both? If you aren't comfortable sharing your current and personal experience, that's totally understandable. Even just hearing Chief dissect his take on it and you yours. Happy Sunday, girl. Thanks. <laughs> nice. All right. And it does happen to be Sunday. It so. is Sunday. It is Sunday. D do you want to... Should we take what is DDLG first? What does it stand yeah. for? Yeah. DDLG generally stands for daddy dominant slash little girl. Now, obviously, that has a lot of, I think, connotations to it that may squick out some people. So another term for it that is starting to become more generally used is CG slash L, caregiver little. And I think that is perhaps a little bit more appropriate than DDLG because it's well, it's gender neutral. First it's more of all, inclusive. As well, so it includes everyone. It's Whereas, gender neutral, yeah. and it gets rid of this idea that there is an inherent 
sort of like incest thing going on. Not actual incest, you know, I mean the the kink. Mm. Not that that and anyway, I've I've well, thought on that. Yeah, but... so let, let's before <laughs> we get so into sorry. that. Before we get effectively it is the dominant is playing the caregiving role, the the adult, the parent, the 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 person who is going to be looking after and caring for nurturing the little and the little is the submissive obviously but they can be playing they can be mentally playing role playing the an age younger than them sometimes but that's actually sometimes. that gets into age play yes yes and i'd say that in a caregiver little dynamic age play doesn't have to be included at all also by the yes. way side note age play is not a bad scary thing but that's i think a different topic yeah but anyways yeah. um so we got we got djlg or cgl is is like think of it as a big big circle umbrella an umbrella and part of that can be age play yeah. if you want but you don't have to do age play if you're into djlg or cglg CGL. cgl sorry so hopefully that makes sense. And yes, let's address the pedophilia aspect right up front. Yeah, it, it, it's not about fancying children, right? That that's let's just get that out for the, for for the record. It's about the it's about them. I think it's hard for me as a dominant mm. to, to talk about this, but I'm sure you can mm -hmm. you can give your thoughts. But from what I've heard, it's it's about the mental release of the stresses and strains of being an adult. So it's about going back to the that that's childlike wonder, the state of no responsibilities. It's why adults have been told to do those coloring, you know, mindfulness coloring. Coloring is, you know, a children's activity, but you do it as an adult because it helps you get into that brain state where you're being, you know, it just helps you focus, be in the moment, be present, forget about everything and your worries and your bills. So that is what... And your bills. <laughs> and your bills, yeah. yeah. Dollar dollar bills. So yeah, you got to... <laughs> you got to forget about that shit because you can't be turned on. You can't. And it's not even about being turned on, but you can't be, you know, if, if we think about all that stuff the whole time, then it's going to potentially impact a relationship. So part of it is about getting into that submissive mindset a bit more easier. That's yeah. my take. But I'm, again, yeah. I'm a dominant. So I'm, I'm keen to hear your, yeah. your thoughts. Yeah. The pedophilia aspect of it is not actually an aspect of it. So to clarify, Age play is not pedophilia. Age play is a type of role play between two consenting adults where one or both parties may be exhibiting behaviors that are of a lesser age, anywhere from teenage down all the way to infant. And even if that is not a kink that you appreciate or lots of people do have issues with it for very valid reasons but i want to do i want to stress that people who do engage in it are not creeps you know like they're not pedophiles this is something totally different but anyways but that's age play mm -hmm. and age play may or may not be part of a cgl dynamic which is when yeah as as chief said when a when the dominant is acting in a caregiving capacity to their partner who is acting in a, who is receiving that care in a little sort of sense. But the little doesn't actually have to be a regressed state of mind going yeah. back to childhood. It could just be 
accepting care. I think the little side of it comes into play when you are accepting that sort of care in a sort of mindset of having, of like reducing the adult responsibilities of everyday life. Because obviously a, a normal, here's that word again, a normal partner dynamic may be giving massages to each other without any sort of aspect of CGL in yes, that act. Yes. So it's not just it's not like top bottom thing or whatever or receiving True. and giving. There's, there's a there's, mental component. There's a mental component to it of of giving care and receiving care in a way that reduces the stresses and strains of everyday adult sort of life. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a couple of comments I wanted to make about age play and the word daddy. So mm. age play, when you when people think about age play, the first thing they think about is a man wearing a man wearing diapers or pacifiers or these extreme versions you see if you go online all right now again as we said that 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 isn't that is an aspect of age play but it's it's the extreme end just like if you don't see many full-on master-slave relationships where the the slave is actually a slave they're in the house 24 7 they're not allowed to leave they got you know they're chained up and they sleep on the floor consensually of course it's just the extreme end people do do it but it's not that common okay and there's everything in between so age play for us might just be you you know acting like a bratty teenager not that you're that bratty but you you know it, it might be yeah yeah so you're like a you would be what 18 19 17 that kind of that kind of mindset 15 or 16 okay there yeah. we go yeah and it doesn't have to be sexual as well it could just it could just be the attitude of a teenager mm. and yeah so there's that and then in terms of in terms of the word daddy, I, I was, again, I saw it on another Reddit post and they were like, half the people were like, oh, I, I hate it. Like, it makes me all feel horrible. Yeah. yeah. And everyone else, some other people were like, yeah, it's great. For us, it's like the word baby, right? You call you call your partner baby, you, you may, or babe. You don't think they're a baby. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's a, it's just a, like a, it, it, it's. Part of it is just being a nickname. It's just something fine. You don't necessarily think that they're your dad, right? That's not what necessarily what it's about. It's just like a nickname, but it does have that. It, it can also be used in the context of a form of age play where, and we do a bit of both. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you might just say daddy like sir, mm -hmm. right? It's just, it's just a, it's to, it's to show the power differential. But when you say it, I don't think, oh, yeah, I'm your dad. Whereas sometimes we do role play and I, we do use it in... In an incest In an incest kink sort of type way. of way. And, and so, yeah, you, it's, it's either. And for some people, that obviously would be a massive turnoff. Definitely. For us, it's not. It's, it's, it's in the moment, it can be really hot. So you can use it in, in any context. And again, I would say that is definitely a form of CGL, definitely mm -hmm. more on the DGLG of yeah. course side of things and it's definitely involving age play but just using the word daddy in everyday you know around the house i wouldn't say that is ddld really it's just the preferred moniker that i like to be called yeah and it's interesting because i actually struggle to call you daddy like i don't actually address in day-to-day -day interactions as daddy when we're out not down Tesco. No. Daddy, can you just get me that sandwich? I can't reach. No, the but top I mean, shelf. even stop. <laughs> it's all right. Just bend over and get it from the bottom one. 
No, I but even even around the house, I don't call you daddy actually. And I call me anything. I I'll call you by your name. Well, we don't we don't use each other's real names. Well, but、well. if if I'm like calling to you,、oh, I mean, okay. Generally, most people don't call each other by their names actually in a yeah, conversation yeah, unless yeah. they're trying to like make a point or dig or try to get their attention. You、so, know, oi. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, stop getting me off track. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, please. But yeah, you don't. You, you don't. You're right. I don't you use don't. it. I struggle to to address you as daddy, even though、yes. we obviously from the get go of our dynamic, we knew that we liked the idea of DDLG. Like that was something that we were both. Enticed by, and、mm. we both wanted to bring elements out in our、mm. dynamic. I didn't actually know I was actually、mm. you. Were the, you kind of, I think we did the sex menu, and I saw it on there, and I was like, "Oh, I've not really tried that." So I was intrigued by. Right.、It. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah.、Oh, I don't、wow. think anyone's called me daddy. We, I've never had someone. It's always been sir normally.、I've、oh not, wow. I've not had. Okay. Any, and then you,、mm. you said it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I quite like that."、Mm. Learn something new. But yeah, in, in sex, it's. Slightly easier, but even then, I I do have a ment. I have to do a mental leap each time I call you mm, daddy mm. during sex, and like it, it becomes this like personal challenge to say because I have to say it if I want to come, if I want to orgasm, I have to say, please may I come, daddy, or please, please, daddy,、yeah. may I come? I have to, and I have to call you daddy, yeah, and ask to or you don't get to、it. come, or I don't get to come, yeah, yeah. So it's. So it, I I am actually forced to I mean not forced but I I have in, to in way, say、yeah. say daddy in order to say that phrase because、mm. if I miss if I miss out if I just say please when you come you're like I'm sorry or like what and yeah you, you like or if I'm having a punishment you know I have to I have to whatever phrase it is that I have to say you know、mm, like I'm sorry daddy. like I'm sorry daddy it has to include that term because it's the honorific that we've chosen that highlights. The power dynamic that we're in,、mm. so that's one thing. But I, but I struggle to say it still, you know. Well, it's like dirty. It, it is a form of dirty talk. Yeah, and I struggle with、yeah. dirty talk just in general. Yeah, it's so, like, like saying, it's, you know, suck my cock, or so it's sometimes it's really difficult to say those kind of things. And daddy is is again、mm. for one of those words. Yeah. yeah. The only time that it's easy for me to say it is actually when I'm doing it in a taunting, teasing manner. If I'm if I'm kind of like upping the bratty attitude, which isn't very often. But like, like I've called you daddy in a teasing sort of way、mm. a, a few times, and you really don't like it. Well, I, I find it really funny in that situation. Well, yeah, and use it a lot on text as well. Yeah, text. on text is it's, it's easier. easier to write. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because when you think of brat, I mean, a, a brat is is kind of a a, a kid, a, a bratty、mm-hmm. kid. You don't you do get bratty adults, but generally it's a term for a child for a. For a teenager, or a stroppiness, someone who's being unreasonable. Yeah, so all those people who are saying, "Oh yeah, I love you know, I'm a brat type of submissive." In a way, it is a form of, you know, CGL in a way. Like a, a brat is a little in some in some sense. I would argue they're certainly ramping up the qualities of、yeah. a of a preteen that everyone finds really annoying. You know, to、yes. get a rise out of out of you. Yeah. So yeah. So in that sense, they are. Doing an aspect that could be considered CGL. Yeah, even... it's not. It's not. Oh, I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm really bratty submissive, and you're just a Karen. You're just、yeah. like. <laughs> oh God, can you? Just like、it? you can't park there. <laughs> like no, that's not. That's not a good role play. 
Oh God, I'm imagine, just oh, ima- I'm trying to you're, imagine. You're in my seat, like uh, me. Like, oh wow, that would be funny. Do you think Can there's I a speak? Karen submissive? I bet there's. I bet there's. I bet some people have role played that. But that's. that's really but again, funny. a Karen isn't it's a submissive. Nagging. Yeah, it's that's sexy. nagging, it, and they're not some submissive. People, perhaps some people find it sexy. I certainly don't no, find that sexy. Yeah. But anyways, so it is a bit of age play, I guess. Yeah. I forgot the question. What was the question? Oh, how do we do? How do we do well, a DGLG? What do we think it is first of all? And I think well, we've I kind think of we've covered, covered it. Yeah. What do we do? But, but it, also getting each other's specific thoughts about yeah. it. Yeah. But so. just on what it is, like it can be anything from, like we said, it could be. It, it's a mental attitude. First of all, I think you you you're trying to get away from the stress and strains of everyday life, which I would argue is a lot of submission. You're mm-hmm. trying to quieten your mind in some ways, but it you know it could be that the dominant is making the person sit in the corner if they've been naughty for a punishment or sit on a naughty step or do some, you know, writing lines because that's like when you're back at school or it could be doing colouring in or it could be... So it could be enforced childlike bedtime. activities, enforced bedtime. It could be making you wear certain outfits. It, it, it's those kind of things that I guess you would do to a child and that's that's sort of outside the bedroom type stuff. And then in the bedroom, yeah, there's obviously the sort of more taboo aspects of incest role play or just using the word daddy even though it's not it's not in that context it's not necessarily about being a parent so yeah those are kind of the aspects of it and then you get as i said people who are super into the age play and they want to have pacifiers and they want to dress up as babies and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff so you also have different ages obviously and also i mean this is another thing but age play is not the same as age regression and there's a lot of dubious science and some very people have certain ideas about what it means to be an age regressor and what it means to be an age player and is there overlap or not. And I think that I, I, I want to tread carefully here, but what I see getting discussed online generally in like submissive circles about ddlg people try to or people will use age regression differently from age play as as a sort of mental space that people fall into whether voluntarily or not as a way to as a coping mechanism for like trauma and things like that it's a it's a it's a trauma response and it's like and it's retreating to the inner child mm-hmm. as a protective mechanism for the brain. Yeah, and not it, through choice. And, and or or voluntarily, like like triggering yourself to get into okay. an age regressive mindset. Now, there's not much science that has been like the studies uh, about this sort of aspect of psychology, and so I don't want to offend anyone but i also i'm trying to follow the science and then we can get into jungian psychology which is well, all about it... archetypes but but the point that i'm trying to make is that topic. so no 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 this is all this is all related but like but there's a lot of people who who claim to be age regressors and they are absolutely abhor the idea of doing anything kinky or sexual in that mental mm. mindset because to them they are saying no if you are if you are an age regressor your brain is literally the the age of 
a child of whatever age that may be, in which sense then sexual behavior is completely out of the question and immoral. And so you get some funny spaces online where you have age play communities that are totally kinky, totally about the sex, really ramping up the sexuality of this kink. And then you get right next to this community, you have age regressors who are showing all of their little personality and are really ramping up their childlike aspects and pacifiers and stuffies and diapers or nappies. And they say explicitly on their blogs or on their tumblers or things like, this is my little space and there is no sex or kinky thought allowed. Like anyone will be blocked if they say anything of a sexual nature. Like you guys are all creeps, you know? So mm. like it gets really tricky really quickly. But would you argue though, because dominance and submissive doesn't have to be about sex. So you could argue that those people are in a way wanting to be submissive in some way when they're doing that age regression, but they're just not involving any sex. This, but this, this is what not even considering a partner. Some of these people yeah, are playing, playing this on your own. No, I, yeah, yeah. But like some of these people are playing by themselves mm. and they are regressing to a certain age by themselves. Some of them are in caregiver little dynamics yeah. that are completely non-sexual in those moments. And it seems to be a lot of individuals who have had trauma of some form mm -hmm. and they are using that mental escape yeah, there's, there's definitely as you say as a coping mechanism people who do regression for healing purposes yeah and i've been on retreats where they make you they regress you to a child yeah. and you have to sort of connect with your inner child and obviously that is not what we're talking about here well you're in your story you are but when we're talking about ds and dom sub and dglg and hplay that's that is we're not yeah, talking about exactly that. this is not what we're talking yeah. about yeah However, this is, and this is when it starts getting it. Like, if you look into any of like Freudian psychology or whatever, he claims that all of our sexual um, sort of like desires are from our early childhood socialization with our parents and that sort of thing. And mm -hmm. it's all about, it's very phallic or it's very much about breasts. Or yeah. And it has to do with all these wounds that we are trying to heal um, because of we have mommy issues or daddy issues. And somehow that gets turned into us wanting sexual gratification from that wound or whatever that we're trying to heal. And this is what's, when it gets really funny and fuzzy and gray and all tangled mess because like obviously I do have daddy issues. I have a horrible relationship with my father, you know, like my actual father, you know, like because he wasn't there for me as a as a child. I feel I feel that way, you know, that there's some emotional neglect there mm. that I didn't have that sort of loving father relationship where I feel like I could turn to him when I had struggles or things like that. And because I feel his the absence of some sort of like parental role of a disciplinarian that's doing discipline and raising a child out of love. And like, because I've, I have that sort of daddy issue wound, I do think that I 
turned to like DDLG as a kink and like incest fan fictions or whatever, I think that's probably part of why I find it really sexually enticing. So like, but the science gets all dubious with with Freud, Freud and with with Jungian mm-hmm, psychology mm-hmm. and everything. So there's so many theories out there. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I definitely think like again. So my my upbringing was 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 good, but I can definitely I can definitely attribute certain aspects of my personality to the way my parents interacted with me. And even though you know it was nothing serious, just the smallest things they they do and their how their parents treated them, this gets, you know, intergenerational, yeah. what do you call it? Intergenerational trauma? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it gets passed down. So, yeah, of course, the way we are and the, the things we enjoy and the way we're shaped are, I 100% believe it's to do, a lot of it's to do with how our parents treated us. So it would it would make absolute sense that what we want kink-wise is, is from that or at least part of it. Yeah. But I have a question because I can see a clear connection between my childhood sort of trauma there my wounds there and how that turned into a sexual desire for me as an adult but I struggle to see because I am I'm a submissive I struggle to see how that same sort of wound could turn into a desire to be the dominant daddy in this case and I, I know that we've discussed how the like satisfaction and pleasure that you get from being dominant but can you try to explain a bit how like like do you see your daddy role as something that is sexually enticing and if so do you know why or perhaps where it stems from like if when but, i call mm. you daddy and it turns you on like why is it just the taboo nature or is it something more? Yeah, so obviously the, the dominant thing we've discussed before, you know, is because I've been brought up to be very independent and so and and assertive and so that's where the dominance comes from. But the I don't, the daddy stuff, I'm not sure. It's, it's definitely not from my parents, I don't yeah. think. I think it is because it's taboo, is, is one of the turn-ons. But then I also think, I think, Men are attracted to young women and not like below 18, of course, but but young, fertile women because, because you know, back in the day when they were the most fertile, right? So you think it's a biological I, component? I think there is a biological component. I, and I think it's the why, you know, it's the reason why 40-year-old men will still be attracted to 20-year-old women mm-hmm. and 60-year-old men will still be attracted to 20-year-old women. It's it's just, it's hardwired that that is what, that is what the most attractive, to, physically, physically, of on course. One, yeah, not men, one aspect. One aspect, yeah. yeah. Whereas I think women, and, and again, I'm very much generalizing here, but I think women attracted to, on the whole, older people because, you know, they can... they, they Provide. Provide, but they've also got the... Men tend to be less mature than women if they're the same age right and you we want are someone... greatly generalizing in this case oh, but yeah, of i course, do of i course. do agree with you to yeah. an extent so i think i think it's a i think it's some aspect of the taboo nature and i think it's some aspect of the newness i like things that are new as well and i, I and yeah i guess it's the it's the 
maybe the highlighting of the if if this if a young woman still finds me attractive when I'm older, mm. then I must be great. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. kind of a bit. It, it's and a, you must be a very masculine. Man. Yeah, 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 exactly like very... right. I must be. I like. I must be like the peak of manliness, yeah. whatever that means, yeah. right? So yeah, I've never really, I've never really thought about it. I don't know. I think it, it, it there's probably something deeper, but I can't I can't think of anything. Do you think there's an emotional component as well to it? Like if someone calls you daddy, then they're dependent on me they're dependent on you but also dependent on you for affection but it also shows their affection to you yes yeah yes but then why would but you'd get that yeah maybe it's amplifying that affection or maybe i'm thinking whether it's like because it's different to the affection from someone your own age in in a partnership Mm -hmm. in the I don't know if this is true. I'm just I'm just brainstorming here, right? So I would say I'm definitely more on the on the on the avoidance side of relationship attachment styles. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering now if if it's someone your own age, like or or you know, an adult, but both adults, you're in a relationship, you're giving equally to both sides, mm-hmm. right? Love mm-hmm. love is equal. Give and take. Give and take. Whereas in a I don't even know if it's true. If if it's if you're thinking of let's say the love of a dad would show a teenager it's 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 more unconditional it's not it's not it's not dependent on anything yeah because and they're not and you're not you're not expected they're not expecting you to give them anything back if that makes sense it's 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 because the re for the reason i'm avoidant is because i i fear that if someone Someone wants it's like someone's taking my life force. Mm-hmm. If if they're if they get too attached, they're gonna somehow derail my life, or they're gonna love for me comes with a lot of strings attached, mm-hmm. I guess. And so maybe the the daddy, the the DJLG means that there's less of those strings because it's more of an unconditional type of love. But I don't I don't Without know that, like expectation of yeah. There's not an expectation. It's more like they they're just. It's it's less of a love and more an adoration. Mm-hmm. They just they just adore you for who you are, and you could be whatever. You know, there's there's nothing really you could do. Even if you did something really bad, they would still love you because you're the 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 child. That's quite sweet to think about. Whereas if you're with a if you're with a like in a normal relationship and you do something wrong, they're like, I don't love you anymore. Get out. Whereas a child would never do that. Yeah. Now I don't. I again, I don't know if this is true. I don't. I, I there's probably some of that on some aspects. That's all right. We're here to explore yeah. and to, to think it all through. But but I'm wondering I think that's now if it's intriguing. the same with with the the, the little because yeah. they're mm-hmm. in some ways they're like oh yeah this, it's unconditional love. What a, I can be whoever I am, and I will still be loved by this yeah. person. That's yeah. I have a deep-rooted fear that no one will ever l- love me to the extent that I that I love them or something like mm. I I feel I struggle with the emotional side of like of of never being wanted or whatever or never being worthy of uh, affection so I think part of the of playing up the little component in a in a dynamic certainly highlights the idea that like 
when you like like a child they can you know they can be naughty or whatever or but the parent or the caregiver still will love them despite all of that mm, you know because mm. there is that bond there that is mostly it's not unbreakable but it's 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 there there's a biological component but it's also like it feels grander than this like modern idea of love between i don't know partners yes or something. i agree yeah. i think i think it's it's both the same wounds it's like this deep fear that of not being lovable mm -hmm. that i have you have that that we're never going to be enough potentially mm -hmm. and so this dynamic is a way of overcoming that because it's it it's more it's a it's a deeper connection than if it was just two people it's 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 role playing a biological connection a, a connection where if you do something bad or they discover your flaws it doesn't matter mm -hmm. they'll still ex condition unconditionally accept yeah 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 interesting very deep here yeah very God. deep i feel like it often happens in these sorts of discussions mm. though the interesting things to think about there in terms of emotions and in terms of attachment styles certainly and in terms of trauma which there is a component to that as well and i feel like there's a component with my own littleness certainly and okay this segues nicely into the next bit that i wanted to discuss which is how we actually how it, how it manifests in our yeah, yeah yeah because i will say and i'm being quite vulnerable here and saying that i really struggle with my little side because i am afraid of what i'll find there i'm afraid of letting go to that space where un I, I'd, I'd be unwilling to confront the trauma that i still have yet to address from my childhood from experiences that I that I can't even think about just because I know I don't have the time or the space to deal with it right now. You know, I've I've compartmentalized, I've blocked it off. I don't really want to touch it, you know. And little space, I think, when you are role playing or when you're getting into that little idea, your inner child, like it's it's not any different from engaging with your inner child you know letting letting go of your adult responsibilities enjoying childlike wonder playing using your imagination but i think it's really difficult to try to extract that fun light-hearted side of being a little from the fact that you could very well in that space draw up all of your wounds from mm from early childhood you know so even though i'm very much intrigued by the idea of little space and i have a desire to be little in certain moments where like i would love to just play with some like toys again like like and kind of go back to that like be be able to like buy the toys that i couldn't afford as, as a kid or that i mm. would wanted and and color the things that I want to color and and get into it. And I think coloring is actually the safest way for me to explore little space. But anything further than that, I've mentally blocked myself off from, even though I do have a desire. And the only times that I have found myself getting more comfortable and, and relaxed with the idea is when I've actually been in caring 
roles as a as a nanny where I've actually been playing with children or mm. like with toddlers. And then it does allow me to kind of start playing again, just like I would as a, as a child. But there's always that that sense of uh, that I'm responsible in that moment. So mm. you're never able to like fully let go in that moment, even if you may have a desire to. And so I sometimes envious of um, submissives that I find or littles that I find online who are able to like totally get into it and then like, like get rid of all of their worries and troubles and thoughts. They out, go out the window. So it seems, and even like the way that they start writing online ends up being totally different than their adult self would write. You know, they start really just amplifying those childlike qualities for better or worse, let's mm. be honest, because mm. sometimes children are a right pain, but it's in a way that it's it's very interesting, but it's not something that I can, I feel like I can like fully get into. I bought a pacifier a few years ago, maybe four years ago now like yeah um because i had been reading more online about little space and i was really at the time really desiring comfort you know and some sort of like security blanket or whatever and because i have an oral fixation i was like a pacifier would be really nice and i i didn't feel that strange buying it because i was already, you know, I worked in childcare, so it didn't seem like, I didn't feel like this was some illicit thing that I was doing for some sexual need or whatever. It was actually, and it wasn't sexual at all. Like this was something that I was like, I was like, that would be nice. You know, I can imagine how it feels really good to have a pacifier in my mouth. But I obviously like baby pacifiers are much smaller than a, than an adult mouth. And so it's actually a challenge to try to keep it in the mouth. And it's not, it wasn't it wasn't satisfying. Mm. I bought it. I was like, oh, this is lame. But I didn't want to like fork over the big cash to buy the, the pacifiers that are specifically made for people who are into adult age play. Mm. Anyway, so that's my experience with Little Space. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting because it, it doesn't turn me on at all. Mm -hmm. Like if I saw you with a pacifier, it wouldn't it wouldn't do anything for me. But that's not the point. Obviously, it's, it's for you. But then translate it to because I associate it with with baby stuff, and I don't really like uh, kids are annoying. Yeah, yeah. Kid, yeah. Babies are annoying. I've got <laughs> no idea what to do with them. So if you were running around actually like a five year old, I'd be like, "What the fuck do I do?" Like I didn't. <laughs> I've got. I'd have no idea, and it certainly wouldn't turn me on. It'd be more of a stress. <laughs> but like when when you use my cock as a pacifier, mm -hmm. that I can relate to obviously because I'm getting something more out of that, and it's more of a. It has the same effect for you. Yeah. And I get I like it as well. So that's how I guess we've merged the, the two worlds. Mm -hmm. Also, the what sorry, we we do play like I act more like a middle often in our dynamic, or you would some people would call me a big um instead of a little. I'm gonna say big that little. with quotes. Yeah. But like I'm still acting perhaps younger than that I would like I'm not I'm not when do you being fully adult responsible just like I don't know if I'm acting a bit like a like a teenager or mm. like you know sometimes I do try to be a bit more playful and bubbly in a way that is not my so I never I've never really noticed you have though we've, we've <laughs> talked I? about it before 
Yeah, like I'm I'm more like I'm more of a middle than I am a I little talked about generally. It, but I've never seen really you. Well, this it. it just it might maybe to you it feels yeah. like it's usually like the bratty moments or something. Or if I'm being especially silly, for me that's that's me kind of falling back into a a younger mindset. Yeah, I guess if I'm being silly, that's generally. But but for a lot of people, that would just be their person it could just be yeah. an adult personality yeah, just yeah, being yeah. a bit goofy right yeah so maybe that's why i don't i don't you to don't, me i don't recognize you it don't as register age, it. an age you know change it's yeah. more just you being more light-hearted but i don't register it myself it's not like all, i have a mental it's not like all of a sudden i'm like right i'm going to act like i'm 15 years old right now mm. it's like sometimes if i want to like highlight the power difference between us you know maybe i'll be a little bit silly in a way to get you to i don't know discipline me or yeah, act like, like the bratty, adult uh, yeah. yeah 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 i'm trying to think what so i mean the main the main area it shows up for me is the is the twofold one is as we've talked about me being more of a looking after you and being a, a caregiving type of dom rather than a really strict dom because i just i just like help being able to help someone so that i think that's where it mainly shows up outside the bedroom for me and like if you're having difficulty making decisions like trying to try to make them for you so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry and then but in the bedroom yeah it's more the it's more the incest role play that mm-hmm. we do which i really i quite find really hot yeah yeah even though it's i feel bad saying that i know I find it really hot too. So yeah. then we're both, if we're, if we're both terrible people for it, then so be yeah. it. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it's, not, why? it's not like we are actually encouraging incest. I know, I know. I'm just curious you know? why it, why it. Well, I think on. it goes back to that Freudian sort of idea. Yeah. I don't know. There's some, there's something there. It's really, it's so taboo, but it's really hot. And it also has that love and care component to it, that yes, unconditional love. Right, so right. it's mashing emotion which is a big scary thing plus sex and taboo kink mm, mm. in a way that's really thrilling yeah right yeah and the so the most common one is like you that either mommy's gone away for the weekend and i'm like in in my head it's like i'm in a sexless marriage i'm like not getting any the the my wife's like just like just not giving me what I need and I've got all these kinks that mm-hmm. I can't work out and there I've got this daughter who's like just starting to explore her sexuality like an older teenager she's you know she's like just so curious about sex and then the t- the two kind of meet mm-hmm. that's for and me, that's that's the I mean I'm starting to get a little bit squirmy just thinking about it and for me though there's also a component of being forced in a way that I find really, really enticing. Like in when we're role playing, and this isn't something. It's not like all of a sudden we say the words like, "Right, we're going to do an incest role yeah, play." Yeah, it just happens. It just right. it just happens naturally and organically over the course of our scene or whatever. But like in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, here's my daddy using my body. Like I have no choice in this matter because like. Who am I going to tell? This is the person that I'm supposed to be able to trust the most, and they're taking advantage of me. 
Mm. And yeah, that I find really so. There we go, really people. Appealing. We are terrible people. Not are only horrible. are we role playing, <laughs> role playing incest, but also rape as well. Yeah, well, yeah, I do have a really big rape kink, and I, I, I know that there are other women out there who feel that same way. Like, mm. obviously, obviously, I'm one hundred and fifty and more percent against actual rape and I find it a horrible, terrible thing. Of course, thing. this is all fantasy. You know, this isn't this is us consenting adults yeah. who never do this in a non But the idea of, of you forcing me to do unimaginable things is really, really appealing and attractive. And also in the DDLG component, I really like to think about me being slightly younger than you like to think. I like to think like budgeting adolescence virgin virginal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. having never had sex before yeah, yeah having that taken from me like yeah having my virginity ripped from me from my from my father in this scenario mm. is really really a turn and, on and and over the course of multiple sessions getting more into it well i like no? the idea of not liking it At i all? really like the idea of, of being forced and i'm doing it only for you mm. and even if i if i'm feeling pleasure it's something that is totally foreign in my body that i don't know what this feeling is of an orgasm or like sexual pleasure because i've never touched myself and here you are you know raping me in this instance as my as my daddy and i feel completely overwhelmed by your body like I can't get away mm. and all of these things are really really they're really hot in the moment mm. Mm. what does that say about me as a person I don't know I it's it's I I'm I I've read the studies this is much more common than people like to admit even to, oh, them, certainly even rape, to themselves fantasies of one of the top five I think yeah them? Nancy what's her my secret garden she 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 researched all the top fantasies of men and women and it, it was up there yeah yeah so yeah i mean there you go i think i think, the thing it. is, there's, yeah it's there's, there's there's nothing it feels wrong but there's nothing wrong with it because it's consenting adults mm -hmm. and i think some people listening will go like that is absolutely terrible like you, you mm -hmm. shouldn't even though even though it's two consenting adults you should not be doing that mm -hmm. because what if it leads to something else? Well, yeah. I'm not going to go out and do it for real. Like I'm just, I'm just not. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely one that when you do do it, you might be thinking this is like even when I'm doing it, I'm thinking this is so this is wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Part of my mind's going, what are you doing? But if it's a turn on, why shouldn't we be doing in a consensual, it? healthy in a relationship way, yeah. without the <clears throat> abuse? You know, like when it's when it's perfectly balanced consent on either end no coercion yes, or whatever exactly. you know like in it's... fact i think it was you who was like you were the one who suggested it maybe i remember divulging to you that i had this and it's mm, i've barely mm. said the word ever like rape usually i say forced or yeah, yeah, yeah. ravaged or consensual non-consent but like when it gets down to it yeah it's it's i do like the idea mm. of rape fantasy and you doing it but you also facilitating it with other men like other people yeah. bringing them to me like and having me be totally used and at your at your mercy yeah yeah i guess i guess the th the point i wanted to make was that 
it's 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 almost better if the submissive comes up with these because mm. and what i mean by that is again as the dominant you've got you've got more influence over the submissive so if if i suddenly said oh i'm really into i want to do cnc the submissive may go along with it even though you're not actually into it yeah that's true and because you're the submissive and you're in that position and that's n- that's not what we're talking about here that that's that's not that's kind of co- coercive consent it can be yeah so now you might you might tell your submissive you're really into this and they go yes oh my god that's amazing i love the sound of it but if it, as a dominant if you suggest something that's quite taboo and you get any sort of hesitation from them or they're not fully into it don't proceed don't pass go don't proceed yeah don't proceed now they may get into it over time or they may need time to think about it but you've got to be very careful because it, you may be bordering on it not being consensual so yeah. if if you're gonna do more taboo stuff like this then it's kind of why i'm glad you brought it up because i was i i, I don't know if i'd ever i definitely thought about cnc before 100 percent. i don't think i'd really thought about the age play aspect of it before but as soon as you said it i was like yeah of course that sounds really hot so do be careful about that Mm, yeah i i do think submissives have the i was going to say advantage and then i was going to say obligation and i think it's somewhere in that it's a word that's somewhere in between the two yeah that submissives do need to take responsibility for their kinks and for divulging them truthfully and honestly, to their dominant, the ones that they want to actually explore with yes, their dominant. As long, but be careful. Make sure it's not just some dom you've met online that you've never yeah, met. Yeah. Make sure you really trust them and know them because telling someone this could be... Extremely dangerous. Yeah, what if, if you send it in a message and then they, you know, blackmail you or, yeah. you know, you've you got to be careful when you're talking about this more extreme stuff. Yeah. So, so I would... 100% not do it unless you really really trust that person because it is vulnerable it's vulnerable yeah. opening up about what you're into I mean in theory we're going to by the way we're, we're going to have to put a trigger warning in front of this this conversation now that I the more I think about it and the more the deeper we go into it but this has obviously verged from the original question about DDLG since our DDLG component does have that incest sort of aspect to it and then incest gets into non-consent and then non-consent gets into rape fantasies in theory if because I've told you this you know like that I would be willing to play out a scene with you where you invite other people and and I don't don't mean like brutal rape. I mean like bondage. You know, like I'm held down by restraints and my body is used and maybe there's a blindfold component to it, you know, where I can't see who's mm-hmm. using my body. So it could be you or you're whispering in my ear how attractive I am as my body is being used by someone else or that you guys are both using me in that instance. Mm-hmm. I've in theory, open myself up to the possibility of this being taken. And I know that you would never do this, but like you could set something up where this happens in a way that is not following the morality of the consensual agreement that we've come, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that we've yeah, arranged. Not in the way that you, you and wanted. where it was 
even if I do have the fantasy of this non-consensual experience, it could be an actual non-consensual experience mm -hmm. because I've actually told you this, you know, yeah. so you could take it and run with it. And that is the danger of dangerous people getting into this. So yeah, you do need to be very trust trusting. Like you have to be very careful who you trust to divulge these sorts of fantasies to. Yes. Yeah. But on the flip side as well, mm -hmm. don't bottle bottle them up mm -hmm. as well because you may have some amazing fantasies that your partner would really love to do and you just haven't told them or you just you're just not satisfied because you haven't you haven't shared them. Because mm -hmm. it can be scary to share them. So if you're with someone you trust, then then do and if if they if they have a strong negative reaction then you should probably think twice about whether you want a ds dynamic with them like negative in in a sense that if they say oh no i don't want to do that that's absolutely fine of course it doesn't turn me on blah 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 but if they're like oh how you're a terrible person for thinking like yeah. that how disgusting you know yeah. my opinion of you is completely changed and they try and shame you for it that is a big red flag. Mm -hmm. That is a big red flag. So yeah. However, on the flip side of that, <laughs> sorry, this is <laughs> so much back and forth. But like, I think it's perfectly reasonable that a partner could come to another partner with a kink that they want to explore, that they're really interested and intrigued with, and their partner may be totally disgusted by that kink. But most often, I think that is because of misinformation and not understanding where that kink may come mm, from mm. or what it is the desire behind that kink. Disgusted by the kink is all right. It's whether they think that they think less of you yeah. for having that. Kink. Well, but I think that is, I think, I don't think it's great, but I think that's possible in a relationship. I think that it is not something that could be easily overcome. But I think so much of these judgments that we have of other people is based off of of not even misunderstandings, but lack of knowledge around something. Mm. So it is something that if everyone could cool down and if the partner who's opposed to it did take the time to actually educate themselves about the kink and maybe see that it isn't... Because when I'm thinking about age play specifically, some people would be completely morally upset about the idea of incest role play, about anything having to do with age play, you know, because it is it is morally abhorrent. So, like, I think it's more reasonable in this kink that a partner could be like, what the fuck do you mean that you want to be treated like a three-year-old? Mm. Like, do you see how that could be like, the disgust could be there and be like, what, like, are like because then it's like are is this a pedophilia thing mm, you know mm. in which case they do need to be educated that there is a clear dis yes. different distinction between pedophilia and right. age play and you're ddlg right. You're right. and that's kind of where mm. i'm coming from so i'm not trying to i do think it does say something about them as a person that you know right. that their yeah. first initial immediate reaction is discussed when i think that in most situations there should be some pause you know and thinking and you know and that you should be able to appreciate like think about who the person is generally overall mm. in all of their life and then be like does this add up 
you know, is this person secretly a terrible human being? Or perhaps I've got things wrong and I need to, you know, take some time and, and educate myself and come to this conversation with some more emotional maturity and with some more, more knowledge. That's what I was coming Yeah, no, to. it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. It reminds, it reminds me of a, there's a, there's a scene in Peep Show. I'll probably cut this out because I can't remember the line. <laughs> where Mark, can, he can, he's like, oh, I've got something to tell you. And he confesses that he's something. I can't remember what the word is. Oh, but, right. But Jeremy thinks it means, it means Peter Filler. Yes, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, well. <laughs> okay, I always thought you were a bit odd, but okay, I'm just I'm just processing this. I do this. remember this, and then it goes off like remember. five minutes, and then he's like, "You actually thought I fancy children?" Like, wow, well, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. What was the word? Oh, I don't remember, but I I, re- yeah. I remember the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great show. People who have seen it will know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. But no, you're right. You're right. It's like when if I'm if I have a date with someone, and I tell them I'm into BDSM. They're some of them. They're immediately like, oh, well, uh, no, you're a misogynist. I'm not going mm-hmm. to talk to you because they don't understand what it means. So, yeah. it's yeah, you're right. Especially if you're talking about a more extreme kink, yeah. then you have to bring it up in a way that's reasonable. But again, like we said, you're probably not going to be bringing up this stuff to people you've just met. It's going to be someone you've been going out with for a few months. Please do not bring this up to someone you've just met or someone that you've just been speaking with online. Yeah. Like, this is... We get so many emails from people who are like, my online dom, I've never met him, never seen him, but I've just, we text and he's ignoring me. It's like, well, yeah, no, that's not really... But it could be a DSM But people like to kind of build up these fantasies and build up these relationships and dynamics in a way that I think can be pretty unhealthy pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And you have the whole idea of a parasocial relationship when you are building up. It's a it's a one-sided thing in your head. You've turned this relationship into something that is more than what it is in actual reality, mm-hmm. which is very easy to do. And I think it's it's more easily done on the submissive side but perhaps i i do i do hear and read about dominance who have been totally played by people acting as submissives as well so i do know it can happen on the other side of the power dynamic but yeah the i see it all the time on mm. reddit and all of these poor these poor submissives who who effectively break their own hearts and i'm not just i i'm not trying to put the fault and blame solely on them mm, mm. but i do think you have to approach these sorts of dynamics with a, f- a fair amount of emotional maturity and with you need to understand yourself as a person but also understand how other people function and work yeah you know yeah so on that note mm. shameless plug but we do have a course for submissives mm-hmm. where we do talk about this stuff and how to protect yourself when you're starting out a new dynamic or you want to uncover your kinks Maybe, as we've been talking about some of these topics, you felt turned on and you like them, but there's some part of you that feels a bit of shame and you're not sure how you'd ever tell a partner about this. Well, that's exactly what the course helps you helps you overcome. So you can find it at kinkyevents.co.uk forward slash AOS. It's either T-A-O-S or A-O-S. It stands AOS. AOS. Okay. It, the course is called The Art of Submission. 
everything subs need to know. Yeah, very in-depth course. Go and check that out. For the dominance, there is a book called Sensational Scenes, which you can also find at kinkyevents.co.uk, teaching you how to create amazing BDSM scenes, specifically around DS. And you are also working on a course a, to help people. A short not little course, uh, like a, a webinar. webinar video. Of my, my lovely experiences in the world of online dating as a submissive looking for a dominant partner. Is it possible? How easy is it? The answer answer is yes, and the answer is no, very um, difficult. Impossible. <laughs> yes, and impossible. Yeah, yes, yes. But, so go yeah. check those out, and also do join our community. We've got hundreds of members now mm-hmm. who are talking about this kind of stuff and helping each other through answer these difficult difficult questions, or if they're going through a tough time, they can post dilemmas or challenges they're having with their partners or finding a date. And, and just um, connect with other people, with other people who, yeah. who do have like the idea of dominance and submission. And it's really lovely to just have that sort of block, that like secret shame, perhaps, or that secret little bit of your identity. It's nice to have that out of the open and you don't need to explain it to anyone on there. A lot of these conversations on the Discord server are totally innocent and completely... Cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have lots of cats on the Discord server. But it, it, you don't have to discuss solely DS yeah. or and solely And it's chat. It's mainly sex. chat. It's, yeah, not, it's... it's not, you can do voice, but it's mainly chat. A lot think, people think Discord is all about talking. You don't have to go and talk. And it's all anonymous as well. Mm. So you don't, no one will know who you are. It's just nice. It's a friendly group of people. Yeah. yeah. So go and yeah. check that out. All available on kinkyevents.co.uk. And of course, there's loads of articles on there. Join the mailing list and you'll get lots of tips. And we send out updates when we release new stuff. So thank you to the community member who submitted this question to yes, me. I'm keeping them anonymous. Yeah, this is a tricky subject, and it is one that gets very charged very quickly. It's not an easy sort of thing to talk about. It's very vulnerable to so many people, and it can cause a lot of like riled up emotions. And it can be triggering as well. If If for anyone who has experienced any form of childhood trauma, whether that is trauma with a little T or with a capital T. This is a conversation and a topic that is a lot and can be emotionally draining. So please do take care of yourselves having listened to this chat. I hope that you found it in some way cool and maybe affirming something that when we've been vulnerable in this conversation. But also protect your own mental space going forward for the rest of your day. Do take things easy and reach out if you're feeling like you are feeling quite sensitive after this this chat. I, th- I think that you would be well in your right to need to take it easy and to practice some self-care and some self-love. So with that note. Great. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Lots of love and spanks, everyone. Bye. You're listening to Chief from kinkyevents.co.uk, helping you create the dom-sub dynamic you've always fantasised about.